The following program is sponsored by Cleveland Right to Life and is responsible for its content. Welcome to From the Median, a daily report from the front line of the pro-life movement, discussing two worldviews that are driving our culture in opposite directions. From the Median asks, which side of the road are you on? What direction do you want our culture to go? Tune in as we plan the route that takes us back to the culture of life. And now your host, Molly Smith. Good evening and welcome to From the Median, where we are concerned with the middle ground, not just to understand both sides of an argument, but also to awaken the consciences of those who are neutral or indifferent to this, the greatest civil rights movement of all times, the pro-life movement. Listeners, as always, thank you so much for joining us. Always great to welcome you. And we have right now a brand new guest joining us. And as he and I were just introducing ourselves to each other, I actually said to him, I am holding my crucifix in my hands because the the issue that we're going to be talking about, Brandon, and let me let me first introduce Brandon. Brandon is just somebody who I think is going to be known forever as being one of the one of the sort of the saints of the world. Brandon Showalter. (laughs) He is a journalist and a podcaster. the Christian Post is reported extensively on topics of theological interest in the church, bioethics issues such as euthanasia, assisted suicide, artificial reproduction, technology and surrogacy, and the development of the gender identity movement and transgender ideology. And that is what we're going to be talking about today in our program. Brandon, so good to have you and to be able to find you and get you on the show. This is wonderful. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Brandon, wow, wow. I don't know how you've done this. Brandon is, uh, has been following what's been going on in the transgender world. And many of you know, we've covered as many people as we can every time we can get somebody on. It is devastating, devastating what is happening in America, across the world, actually, but particularly in America. Brandon, firstly, number one, thank you. And how did you get into this? Well, it's kind of a long story, but the short answer to it is that I was kind of thrown into these LGBTQ-related issues right from the jump. Believe it or not, the first day on the job when I started as a journalist in 2016 was the day after the Pulse nightclub massacre in Orlando, Florida. And so, but things sort of moved right on along from there when I started learning about all of these bills in several states and localities where they were trying to ban counseling options and they were called conversion therapy bans, but it wasn't just for persons who were, you know, you know, battling confusing issues in their sexuality or whatever, or if they have unwanted sexual attractions they're trying to sort out with a counselor or any kind of sort of counseling issue that was also being applied, and I didn't know this at the time, to gender dysphoric youth. So if a girl came into a counselor's office and said, I want some help accepting my female body as I am, that would have been illegal under these proposed bans because it was being applied to so-called gender identity. And then I saw how language was being twisted in the press, and they were using phrases like assigned the wrong sex at birth, and I saw them referring to males as she and her, and it just was so Orwellian. But then it was a couple months after that where I really learned more about the medicalization, and when I learned about what puberty-blocking drugs were, how they give these untested hormonal agents to confused kids to arrest their normal natural puberty, the phrase that I often say is that something inside me just kind of snapped, and I was never the same again. Mm-hmm. We ultimately did an article series in 2017 at the Christian Post about those issues and how, what all is entailed in that. But I just knew I had to stare this down. And so for the last seven years, approximately, I've been focused uh, like a laser beam on that issue, but the other issues that you referenced as well. And the horrors have not ceased. It feels kind of good in this last year. Finally, society at large has begun to 
uh, wake up about what all is going on. But I learned about not only the puberty blockers, but the cross six hormones and the body altering surgeries, some of which are truly Frankenstein. And I am not the same man I was when I started, but that's long short of it. You tell a very, very, um, Tragic story, uh, and, and and you know I I have had p- parents call me too, parents of of, of right. these of these trans children, who are just really confused children, but who have been uh, sort of grabbed by these agendas and 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 these organisations that that are making right. buckets buckets of money on them, right? And that right. we must remember, I think, Brandon, is this is what's driving this thing. Right. Plus the evil, plus the evil, of course. But then, of course, you right. you throw the money in, and then and away we go. But you told right. a very a tr- a very sad story on the war room um, just very recently about what was going on. Um, could you could you relate to us what you know the, your experience with parents? Yes, I have lost count how many moms and dads in agony uh, who have contacted me over the years. I've, I've literally lost count. It's to the point where I have a whole list of resources um, that I just send them in an email and they can get started. It's kind of an underground railroad infrastructure yeah. where they can go for parental support and potential you know, help, get attorneys, doctors that aren't going to affirm this kind of madness. But you referenced the other day on War Room, uh, it, was, it was an interview about a documentary-style podcast series that the Christian Post has been producing. I've been the main producer behind that. We're currently in our third season. New episode will release this Friday, in fact. But it was two episodes ago, the, the third episode, where I profile uh, two parents who have been fighting for their kids who have gotten swept up into this madness. I also interview the Attorney General of Missouri, who has been very successful at pushing back against the gender industry in that state. They had a whistleblower out there. Um, and so that was that. And, and, and a third parent who managed to pull her daughter back from the ledge. So two parents who has suffered some excruciating losses and one who managed to to rescue her daughter, uh, thank God. But the one that you heard, the one that people heard on War Room was the story of my friend Amy, who her story is probably one of the most tragic and heartbreaking I've ever heard. Her daughter became mired in this madness as uh, in her early teens, came out as trans. Basically overnight, uh, she found somehow a pediatric endocrinologist to teach her how to shoot up testosterone ran away from ran away from home to the state of oregon when she was a minor and i think was allowed to emancipate herself according to state law and i didn't say this in the war room broadcast but i can share with your listeners that she was able to change her name and legal gender in court at age 17 as a minor oregon law allows minors to falsify their identity documents and her documents refer to her as a male, even though she's female. And she was also able to get her breasts amputated and her uterus and ovaries cut out at age 17. And then at age 19, her, she underwent what they call a radial forearm phalloplasty where doctors disfigure her forearm. They harvest the tissue skin and the tissue to make a fake non-functional penis. And they attach it to her, her crotch area. And her poor mother, Amy flew to Oregon twice in six weeks. And this is in the podcast episode. If you listen to it at generation to try and persuade her to not go through with this. And in that podcast episode, she deals her, her nightmare agony praying so hard to convince her daughter to not allow doctors to cut her forearm to make a penis for her daughter. I mean, it's just the most brutal. I mean, I, people oh. are going to be very moved. Uh, people, If people watched War Room, they saw how visibly repulsed Steve Bannon was hearing 
her fall apart. But can you imagine, just picture yourself in the next room over, knowing that surgeons are slicing up your daughter in pursuit of something that's physiologically impossible. 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 And then I, from what I heard from, from Amy, she's told me that there are more surgeries planned because the body is not meant to be carved up in this way. It is, it's really horrific. And so they're going to have to continue to repair the damage that they have themselves done to it. And I know of another woman, um, I don't know this woman personally, but I've seen her post on Instagram. She's undergone a phalloplasty. They have done, I think, 31, oh, according to her Instagram, 31 follow-up surgeries where it's to the point where they've had to put her, you know, they've, they've, they've maimed her so badly she's had to have an ileostomy bag and she's urinating through her anus. So it's just brutal what these poor people have been through. They've been lied to. And surgeons are making bank because with every single one of those surgeries, there's a lot of follow-up care, and they make money off of these. They're very expensive, um, but it's not health care. It's no, absolutely it's, not health care. Oh, it's, it's mutilation. It's mutilation. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's legalized mutilation. What are yes. we doing? And, I, and, you know, and I want to ask you more about this and about generation indoctrination and the gender affirming care things, that all, all of that type of stuff. But I also want to say, what do you think of our – unbelievably bad a governor who has just <laughs> I, I mean we, yeah. we, we, we are just reeling under this we uh, that he would do what he's done and all I can say and 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 I know Mike DeWine personally I know who he mm-hmm. is I just am up absolutely outraged as is pretty well the whole of the state of Ohio and all of us the only thing we can think of is w- w- follow the money well, the money, yeah. I, I, you know, it, Mike DeWine is not the first governor to to do this. You know, the first ever bill that was passed to ban this medicalization—I don't even like to call it medicine—but this this, med, this blockers, hormones, and surgeries was in Arkansas, and then Governor Asa Hutchinson, also a Republican, vetoed that bill, and they had to override. Which it looks like this week—that's probably it, what's it going happen, to happen. Yeah. It, it will happen. Yeah. So I, I think the money is a big factor. I mean, to their credit, there have been Republican governors in the rest of the states that have signed those bills. Absolutely. And so it's just DeWine and Hutchinson were sort of, I don't know. I know Outliers that the medical industry yeah. is medical industry is very strong in your state, I think. Incredibly and I, strong. In, and, and, so much money. Right. Yeah. So much money. And that I, I've heard from my sources that Governor DeWine goes back 20-some years with hospital executives. And so they, he has their he's sympathetic to them, I guess. But I don't know with the political, I mean, I think it's worth um, the money for people should read the work of the 11th hour blog. Jennifer Billick is an extraordinary investigative journalist who's traced the money behind this better than anybody in this country. In a normal time, she would get a Pulitzer or two. But yes, if you follow, I mean, if you get a kid on blockers and hormones, they'll have a lifelong medical patient. And then if you do surgeries, I mean, it's an income stream. The value projection markets that I mark from like global market insights and acumen research, it, I, I've looked at the projection values. We're talking in the billions of dollars. This is a growth industry. And so uh, there, the money is definitely a factor, but I also would emphasize, and I know you believe this too, that this is just raw spiritual evil. I mean, what could be more cruel and sadistic than to carve up a young person's body in pursuit of something? Again, that is impossible. It, it is impossible, impossible to change your sex. So medical butchers are making hand over fist cash with this. And I think this just does tap into a certain sociopathic demon that's present in some doctors and surgeons, unfortunately. And when you have the educational system, the medical schools that are captured by this dogma, you've got it. You've got this insanity systematized throughout the whole, the whole of culture.
You know, and as as you mentioned that about, you know, the, the education system, we, we're fighting something right here in, in Ohio called the Diversity Center of, of uh, uh, Cleveland, uh, Northeast Ohio. And I'm sure you, you probably know, you've heard about them because they're all over the, the country, but they're right. very strong here. And uh, they've just one of our public schools, mind you, one of our public schools has just banned their, their, their program out of their school. Mm-hmm. It is mm-hmm. that bad. Yeah, it's horrible. And yeah. yet, and yet, and yet, they, they ha- they've got all these nice sounding things all over their, uh, over their website, the diversity center, blah, blah, and, and, you know, all these nice words, which mean nothing. And with that, they are trapping in all of our business leaders. They're giving them awards right. because it's, right. it's evil. They colonize. They colonize everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, for sure. absolutely evil. One of the things that you mentioned, and I want you to talk about this generation uh, indoctrination. You, you have a po- is it a podcast or a website or what? It's a documentary style investigative podcast series. Okay. Yes. Okay. Wow. Wow. And you know, as you've been going through this, have have you? Do you see something? Do you see some? Uh, Obviously, you've seen the, the absolute heartbreak of parents, and mm-hmm. and we, we have in in Ohio as well. And I get people calling me about it as well. And I know, unfortunately, Brandon Cleveland is a hotbed for this. Oh, it's one of the worst clinic. The Cleveland Clinic is terrible. Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's, it's, it's absolutely awful. It's yeah. terrible. So you know, but we we see this. But then we get this. Um, you know, uh, the, the these people coming to us and saying, "What do we do? How do we do this? What are we yeah. supposed to do? What do you say to these?" Just heartbroken parents and families. Well, other than pray and fast and seek the Lord, yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things I think that is really important for people to do, and this is not, I mean, I say pray and fast and seek the Lord and because then you listen to what the Holy Spirit Absolutely. says to, to do in terms of activism. I don't, I can't tell whatever your strengths, is, whatever your strengths are, your gift mix, you're going to have, that's going to have to be between you and God. But I think it's important that we familiarize ourselves with the suffering of these families because with this issue, it is so easy to just sort of compartmentalize it. And you don't really know what it is like unless you're going through it. Because parents who call me, they had no idea any of this existed. And then they enter this nightmare world. And in fact, uh, I don't know how close you are to Lorraine County, but that's oh, probably yeah, but they, the they, uh, Less than a mile away from me. Less than a mile away. Yeah. Well, we recently, there was a billboard in Lorraine County uh, uh, called, Has This Happened to Your Child? And it was a dead name documentary, deadnamedocumentary.com, where it profiles several parents who have been through this excruciating nightmare. And so I say it is important that we humanize this issue and understand that this could happen to any family. What all well, the parents, the moms and dads that call me or they see the dead name doc, documentary film, which again, that's deadnamedocumentary.com. They never thought something like this could happen. They had no idea. And then it just wallops them. All of a sudden they find themselves just in excruciating agony and their children are being devoured. All of the institutions where they thought that they might be able to get some help for their kids are either no help at all or they are actively working against and marginalizing the parents, telling them that they might even have CPS, like law enforcement wielded against them if they don't affirm their child as the opposite sex. So we need to get in touch. The first thing that we need to do is really understand that this is a real issue. It is in your backyard. You're not safe from it. 
And until we familiarize ourselves with the agony of the parents, I don't think we'll be able to get it because this issue is so bizarre and horrible. People just can't even bear to think about it because it's so grisly and unpleasant. I know I've had the experience of living and working here in D.C. where I'm swimming in this nightmare every day. And then I will go back to the Virginia countryside where I'm from and I'll talk about it. And they look at me, they look at me as though I have four or five heads. That's right. I mean, they That's think right. it's horrible, but it's just so outrageous. It's as though they can't believe it. It overloads their system. It's this analysis paralysis that sets in yeah. almost. Yeah. And yeah. so I say what people need to do is familiarize yourself with the anguish of these stories. Yeah. Go to deadnamedocumentary.com, pay a few bucks and watch that film. Go to generationindoctrination.com, and that's the Christian Post documentary start, um, podcast series, and you'll hear these stories. Get these stories, humanize this issue, understand that this could happen to you too. We're not making this up. It's not too outrageous. This is actually happening. We're living through one of the worst medical scandals and child abuse scourges of all time. And your kids are not safe from it. And that's not me being chicken little. That's me being really real, as they say. Absolutely. What um, do you definitely, I mean, you, you sort of touched on it earlier on about the fact that the, the blue states seem to have embraced right. this completely. Right. But do you see some of them perhaps pulling back? Um, well, out in California, I know there's a, a ballot initiative that they're trying to get on the ballot um, called protectkidsca.com. Uh, I believe. I think that if there's going to be any pullback, it will probably be not because of the legislatures, which the Democratic Party at present is, uh, with the exception of a few socially conservative Democrats in the South who are joining the Republicans and supporting these bills, in in places where the Democratic Party has uh, a grip on the state's institutions, they are full bore into it. And it's probably going to be legal actions, lawsuits, um, whistleblowers, and other things that dismantle it from within there. But they've got a tight grip on a lot of their, their things out there. So I think they will eventually be forced to pull back. But I doubt it will be because Democratic legislatures finally have a change of heart unless God somehow does a miracle or something like that. Because I think it's one of the worst things. I, I There was an author in the UK who was recently saying that the people who have defended this are going to have to defend this for the rest of their lives because they, for them to admit that they're wrong means that they have participated in some of the most horrific, sadistic child abuse the world has ever seen. And so for them to face the reality of that, especially if they're parents and they've done it to their own kids, it's going to be like, <laughs> I think the analogy she used was it's going to be like the, the Japanese soldiers who were fighting in the Pacific Islands well into the 60s, even after World War II was over, because they will not be able to admit um, to themselves did, yeah. just how, how horrible this was. Yeah, so yeah. I think that if I believe that this will eventually come down even in the blue states, but it probably won't be via legislation, though who knows, sometimes history does take some strange turns. We are seeing some lawsuits. There are some lawsuits that have appeared in the state of California, for example. I know of two in, I think it's the lawsuit is against Kaiser Permanente Oakland, where the famous detransitioner Chloe Cole had her breasts removed at age 15. I believe Layla Jane Lovedall who had her breasts cut off at age 13. Oh. That's also, there's a lawsuit, a lawsuit is in motion there as well. So we'll see. Um, but I think I would just reiterate and emphasize to all of your listeners, you know, I'm mindful of second Corinthians 10 verse four, that that verse is animating so me so much lately that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God for the tearing down and destruction of strongholds. And so the church really needs to pray. Yeah. Do you think there is a place for the church in all of this from the pulpit? Uh, if, I think if your pastor or your priest is not addressing this issue at this point, it's dereliction of duty. 
a few oh, years wow, ago. I, would great. Have, I love it when people talk. <laughs> <laughs> Don't pull any punches. Yeah, you tell us. <laughs> I will be. I will be unequivocal. A few years ago, I would have said it's entirely possible that people have just never heard about it because this is. It's been such a fight for us in the Christian and conservative media to get the information through. And people, they just, they just haven't heard about it. And so if they don't know, they don't know. But now even the mainstream, the quote unquote mainstream press has covered all of these state bills. I mean, there's 20 or so bills throughout 2023, 17 states, I think, and Ohio could be the, depending on which one you count, I think the 22nd or 23rd, South Carolina is also considering one. This has been in the news now because of the state legislative yeah, action. Yeah. And so people can't say that they haven't heard anymore. And if, if we don't, if we as Christians have nothing to say about chemically castrating and surgically disfiguring a child's body, I don't know what we're even doing. Didn't Jesus say? Didn't Jesus say? Send them to me. That the, these are the, 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 that's this in these. This is who is in heaven. How, yes. Yes. I mean, how how many? I mean, how many millstones do we need to be hanging around yeah. people's necks who are? I mean, there isn't a millstone heavy enough for those surgeons and doctors that are, are doing this to children. I mean, I could regale you with horror stories <laughs> for hours about what what's going on, and I, I sort of feel like I've stared into the abyss and but for the lord jesus this would have crushed me but pastors i implore you bishops priests you know lay ministers be storming the heavens pray for these dear families pray for these children address this issue from the pulpit this needs to be something that this is this is the medical scandal of the day and i think it's worse than previous ones because this one is marketed to our youth in identity nomenclature i don't know of a single medical history uh, medical scandal you know be it thalidomide or lobotomies or opioid that sort of presented these medical experiments to the next generation as though this is somehow who they are in order to be who you are you need to take these drugs and have your body you know surgically altered when have we ever seen a medical scandal marketed in identity terms i think that's new i don't know of any previous medical scandal like that and so that's why it takes a lot of time to not only expose the atrocities, but to ideologically unwind and unpack all of the lies that go into this because our kids are being swept up into this right. on social media and in schools, and they're being told that this is actually who they are. And if they don't take these drugs, they can't be their truest, most authentic self. The lies are so layered and so consistent. And so that's why it's so pernicious. Absolutely. You know, I just recently somebody sent me a, a, um, a documentary that said, you know, you need, you need to watch this, Molly. You absolutely need to watch it. And it's called Art Room. You might have heard of it and, mm-hmm. and it's the to- it's the story of a, you know parents who's they took their this took completely innocent took their little kids right. little girl it was in a new school and a new place and and, and <clears throat> went to this supposedly she was going to an art class everyone's couldn't think it's yeah. called art class and in the meantime they were grooming her this is evil evil yeah. evil 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 honestly yes. brandon uh, unbelievable give us the name again of all those d- different places you said something about the 11th blog is that what it- Right. The 11th Hour blog, T-H-E-1-1-T-H-Hour, blog.com. Jennifer Billick's work exposes the money better than anybody. I and mean, she's got a great piece in the uh, the tablet, which the Pritzker family in Chicago, She all, all of the big money and the billionaires who are pushing this movement through all of our medical institutions, no one is better than her on that issue. Mm-hmm. I would also urge everyone to go to generationindoctrination.com. That's also the name of the podcast. You can get that on Apple or Spotify on all major podcast platforms. Generation Indoctrination, that's our um, that's your, investigative uh, documentary uh, podcast series. And the Dead Name documentary is also very good. You want okay. to talk about humanizing the issue, you'll see the parental anguish in that. And that's at deadnamedocumentary.com. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for all that you are doing. Please let me know. We'll check in with you. I, I need to get all this information as much as we can. I mean, you know, maybe our churches aren't doing it, but we can do it as, as Christians, as the body of Christ. We can certainly make well, it. Amen. And I'm happy to come speak. And you know, if you absolutely. want to do film, film screenings of the Dead Name film, we're taking it on the road. Um, especially yeah. in the Rain County, that would be amazing because our billboard was there. But absolutely, in any case, well, let me great. talk to you afterwards because I really do want to. I, I want to see how we can work better together because Cleveland is a huge hotbed for this right now. So we do need to for sure. Together. Absolutely, God bless you lots, Brandon. I, I really appreciate. Thank, Thank you so much. Bye bye. Don't go anywhere. I will be back with you right after this very short break with another world class, inspiring guest.